Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you for being here. Before we listen to my next guest, I want to ask that if you like the podcast, please subscribe to the channel and leave a positive review so we can grow this channel. I've been working really hard for you guys to grow by putting systems in place that bring on guests who are very valuable to you. And I'm just going to be honest, it hasn't been an easy ride. So I would certainly appreciate your support. Also, let me know your thoughts by texting me at 714-294-0269. Again, 714-294-0269. Zero two six nine. Last time, seven one four two nine four zero two six nine. To ask about details and to receive future podcasts directly to your cell phone. Let's continue with the podcast. All right, so I'm here with Sam. Welcome, Sam. Really appreciate you being here. Uh, you own you own uh, Hostiva, and yes. uh, currently, you know, you're at around how many employees? Sixty five. Yeah, I think there are about 140, 150 employees right now. Okay, so you're a hundred. So you have 65 on on LinkedIn. Yeah, you, you get all your employees on LinkedIn, by the way. Oh, <laughs> but, you have to ask them to join the LinkedIn or you know, register there. As well. Yeah, yeah. So let's start from your early beginnings. Yes. When you first started this company, what was your motivation behind starting the company, and uh, where did you get your start? So uh, we actually uh, created the company uh, because we needed a similar service. And when we tried to look around to find a company that would basically perform the same services that we are doing right now, we couldn't find anything. And I asked uh, my partner and my friend, uh, you know, he's a, he, you know, he was a principal in Microsoft. I asked him to help me to create a software, small software to, you know, automate some of the stuff. And then I have friends that they asked me to use the software. They say, hey, maybe we can pay you, you know, some money to pay. So <laughs> I we team up and we realized that, you know, there's a big business opportunity. And, you know, we just build this, our a prototype. And our paying, first paying customer was February 20, 2015. Oh, you remember the ex- you remember the exact day your first customer. How long did it take you to build this the the prototype? It's about uh, one year, or close to one year, because we were doing it. We are not we were not doing full time, so we are just trying and we change a lot, so much, you know. And, but then we realized that uh, really, what you need to do, you need to go uh, public as soon as possible and not really worry about design and all that stuff because those type those, those types even the business model is gonna change. Uh, as you start to interact with the customers. Okay, so you said go public as soon as possible. Why do you say go public as soon as possible? A lot of people will try to avoid going public, but why? Why do you say? So that? I meant public to go oh, live. Oh, go live. Okay, okay. That I thought you were talking about like on the stock exchange. No, no. Go public. Okay. No, I meant I meant go live. But you do you ever plan on going public? By the way, I think that's the uh, dream of every entrepreneur because you leave a mark, you know, rest of your life. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Okay, so I, I want to talk about that in just a bit. But so you, you, it took you a year to develop. You're making no money. How are you supporting yourself during that time? Moonlighting. So you're doing something else, and then at the same time, you know, you're working on that. And I think the key is here to have a discipline to do at least a couple hours a day, just doing that. Uh, and if you do that, because if, even if you do it like one hour or two hours a day even five days or four days a week, like after two, three months, you're going to see that you put a lot of time and effort to that. So as long as it's constantly, you have a, some time from your schedule to do exactly that. I think, you know, it, it might take a like year, six months, eight months or whatever, but you'll get there because 
you know, as long as it's a constant thing. So you have 150 plus employees and you, your first customer was in 2015. So you're saying four years in business. Um, did you have any investors that invested in your company? We had, we had uh, many uh, uh, people that reached out to us, but we never re- raised funds because we, are wow. we never really needed fund. Right now, uh, we have uh, at least two or three big private equity firms you know, talking to us. You know, uh, you know, so we might in a, in a, in a near future to do that. But as of now, we are privately owned and we only invested $10,000 in the company. Uh, you know, from- wow. Okay. So uh, such quick growth. Uh, in a four-year period, I've had my company for five years and I'm not at 160 employees. So maybe there's something we can learn here. So, um, you know, what, did you do any market research? Like, was there just a strong need for, for your platform? Like what you do is you facilitate uh, vacation rentals. Is that, is yes. it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you facilitate uh, vacation rentals with Hostiva. Uh, but you, did you realize like that, that's a huge need? So you're like an Uber, you're like a, um, Airbnb almost. Yes. Airbnb, you know, we are like Marriott of Airbnb, what I say, because we have, you know, when, when you book with the Airbnb, you know, you're staying with the different people. So it's, you're rolling the dice. One property can be nice. One owner cannot be like clean. So we have, we brought that Marriott hotel type of standards, uh, in, in a Airbnb, uh, listing. So that's why we call it. You know, hotel standards, comfort of a home, because every every home is unique, but we have standards of leanness, amenities, and, and all that stuff. Mm, got it. Got it. I love it. I love it. Um, and h- how do people purchase? Like, do they just go on their app or do they? They can do in our website. You know, we work with Airbnb. We work about 75 different OTAs. So any place that you can book a hotel or vacation rental, we are listed there as well. So they can actually book our property there. Okay. So how, how did you start making your first sales? Like, um, you know, obviously you started, you probably had an influx of sales at some point, but what was your, what were you doing to make those sales? Were you working like day and night or like, what was, yeah, I was doing everything basically. So <laughs> it was a small team. It was a two person team back then. So I, you know, we literally doing everything ourselves, not only because we don't want to hire people, but we wanted to learn the process from everything from the cleaning to like software and everything else, because we want to, when you grow, we, you want to make sure that you know all the principles of the you know core business, so you can see what's going wrong you know in the future when you are when you are bigger. And then uh, you know we initially we have the first employees. Our first employee now is one of our VPs. So and then we just grow as we, because our growth rate was three x. We grew three times every year after that. And wow. uh, last year we have close to forty million dollar revenue. So just I think for the four years it's it's really good. In four, year, in four years, 40 million revenue. And being wow. profitable. <laughs> huh? And, and plus being a profitable. <laughs> being profitable, yeah, 100%. Um, that's great. I love that. Um, so, but, so then how did you pick up, how did you get such an influx in sales? Like what was, was would you say your oh, product yeah, is, our, is... Our, our, yeah, our, um, we, we always think about this. You have to create something, products, so good that itself itself right so we don't have to spend money and and all this time our growth 
is like referral. 99% is referral based. So we really concentrate and spend our money to making the product so good that people can come themselves and referral. And the one thing that we do really good, we make more money for our homeowners. So it's very easy sell. Then, you know, when you ask, say, hey, you're making $20,000 from your rental property year. How about if you make you $30,000? So it's always easy selling. Plus, when you have people to back you up saying, hey, we work with Hostiva, they actually deliver that. It's very easy sell. How are you getting people to see, to see Hostiva, though? How are you getting people to sign up? And Again, every market that we went in, the, the hardest part is the first people first clients right mm. pioneers that they have and then to. referrals yeah yeah and after that is uh, if you have a case study say hey call for example john and ask him how he did last year for example and then it's becoming the easy piece yeah i got it so then they start talking with their friends and then exactly kind of so so the, the concept is really like build a product so good that they everybody talks about it and you have free I advertising think- I think, you know, we don't spend any money on advertising. We never spend any money on Google, Facebook, any, anywhere, right? And, and all the money that we could spend or hiring the salespeople, we put, we put in, our, uh, in our software, in our process to make it better and better. Mm. So you don't have any salespeople then? I mean, we, ha- we do have very small team, but again, uh, and most of our sales as of now, they are all inbound. So we don't really reach out to customers because we have so much in the pipeline. So mostly it's inbound. So they're reaching out to us. We just have wow. to- Wow. It's just based off. So, uh, wow, that's incredible. Um, so people are going to be thinking, wow, how, how do you build a $40 million company off of referrals? That's what people are going to be thinking. Um, again, because- it's a... I guess it's a you know finding the right partnerships with the uh, and you know it's a right partnership to right early on we realized that you know having a instead of competing with Airbnb or Booking.com Expedia it's better to partner up with them so that's helped us to solve the because we have the chicken and egg problems right we have to have a like homes and we have to have a guest so we have both we, we need to create both at the same time so does Airbnb pay you Airbnb pays you right yes actually. Oh. Yeah, we pay Airbnb for their leads. So basically, oh, got it. Airbnb selling for us and our booking.com, Expedia, hotels.com, Trivago, they all basically our selling partners. So early on, we realized that we, ha- we can only concentrate in one thing uh, and we have to solve the other problem, like chicken and egg problem. So we realized that it's better for us to go partner with them, help them to help us, and then we can concentrate to bring more homes in our platform. And that actually worked really good. So did you think that like, cause you were working at another job before, mm-hmm. did you think that you would eventually have a $40 million company? No, Ever? of course no? not. <laughs> no. I thought it was gonna be more like a, you know, lifestyle business second, you know, something that you can just do it on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and then, that was, wow, that, 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 you're, you're, that was you're, your story is not typical actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, so that's great. Okay, so, and then, and then, so you have 140, 150 employees right now. Um, can you, so you make, you, you've created a process that makes it so easy for people to buy and so easy for people to talk about it. And then you also did strategic partnerships to scale uh, mm-hmm. with Airbnb and, um, uh, tr- you know, these other companies, booking.com, yeah, Expedia. And uh, so that's smart. So somebody starting in your position, um, you know, back in 2015, 
what would you recommend to someone that says, I want to start a company? Maybe they're not even like, they may be in a very similar position to you. Maybe they were just working at nine to five. What would you tell that person like on how to start a company? Like what, where would you tell them to go? What's the first thing they need to do? What's the, the research they need to uh, accomplish? I think the two things uh, that's very important. First is to have, I, I would not recommend to quit your job and because you have to leave. So you have to have that, you know, cushion. So you, you, you pay the rent and so on. The best way is to do with your, you know, day job, right? And the most important thing to put aside in your schedule, a few hours a day or a week or whatever, to be able to fully concentrate on that. So you won't just saying, oh, I'm doing it and just do whatever you have a time because you would never have a time. But have it basically, Imagine that you are working at two jobs. Uh, in one job, you show up, and the second job, you are at home, but you are in the clock, so you have to be constant and do that. And the second, go live as soon as possible and not to really do anything because when you interact with the customers, all those stuff is going to change anyway. So you're wasting basically time. So it's better to go live, interact with the customers, learn from them, and you know, because you might change the even business model after that. Have you ever have you ever had a moment in time in this in these uh, five years? Have you ever had a moment in time where you thought about quitting or you thought this is really difficult? Like, would you ever have any trouble? In oh time? yeah, I mean, not quitting, uh, but you know, thinking that oh, this is not gonna work out. I, you know, I, you know, I was wrong. I mean, you, you have you have you you have that thought probably every month <laughs> at least. But at the same time, you have the opposite too. You you sometimes you say. Hey, I'm the luckiest person. I do what I love and it's growing. I can see that I'm making the changes. So you have both uh, it together. So one day you can, you might say, oh, this is not going to work out. And the next day you may say, I'm the luckiest or, you know, I'm, I'm, my, my team is the best because we did this and we did that. Absolutely. Um, and what, how do you feel now? Do you feel this still a struggle? Okay. Yeah. I mean, again, being an entrepreneur, it's a, it's a, and you know, you, you can say the same as well. It's a constant battle, but you know, it's challenges all the time. If, if you don't have any problem in the company, then that company doesn't work. You know, it's not working because it cannot be any business, any, any inter, uh, enterprise that it runs smoothly and you don't have a problem. So if, 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 if that's the case, then probably that company doesn't work. Well, I, I, so uh, your accent, I want to know like what, where you're originally from. Cause I'm, I hear your yes. accent and uh, yeah. where are you originally from? I'm originally from Armenia. Armenia. Okay. Armenian. Um, Soviet Union. Do, and, and so do you feel like being an immigrant gave you an advantage because I feel like immigrants work the hardest. Um, I, yeah. And, and the thing is, I think there is, not that we have a bet, better work ethic, no. I, I think it's a, more like the choice because when I came to USA, I didn't speak, I couldn't speak English, no higher education. So you have very limited options what you can do and you have to do double or triple the job because you have to be able to compete you know, with the best here. So that's why when you start to do, think about that way, immigrants just have to do double, you know, to just make sure that they can, and that's how, actually becomes a part of your work ethic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what, what would you say, I hear like an echo in the background, um, but maybe it's my thing. Uh, okay, I don't hear it anymore. But okay, so um, regarding hiring employees, how would you describe yourself as a manager of people? How would you describe yourself as 
um, a leader of your company? Uh, you know, I think most important thing is to create environment that every voice is here. You know, every voice can be heard. And you know, for example, in my emails or anywhere else, I don't put my title. I mean, I don't even have my title in my business card because you know, I don't. I, I don't want our team to be you know, you know, like corporate structure and this title environment. But it, it's a like really, it's a it's a big team, right? Everyone from the you know, call center agent and all the, to the CEO, they all work for the same com- common goal and we all have a voice. So, you know, uh, whatever, you know, whatever someone thing in a team has to be heard and it has to be like discussion. But at the same time, you know, you, it's very important to hire fast and fire fast. You know, it's, some people, they are not made out for that team. So you just have to I, uh, yeah. hire the call really quick. I agree 100%. I think uh, for me, hiring fast is good. Yeah. People think hiring slow is good. I don't think hiring slow is, I think it's stupid. To be, for, for me personally, because uh, hiring slow, it, it, short, it, it creates uh, more uh, unnecessary time between you know, the hire and success. So, uh, or, or what you're trying to accomplish. So why and not another, just hire fast? Yeah. Yes. And another thing, Frank, you know, if you hire slow or hire fast, the percentage that that person is going to be the best candidate or worst candidate for the job, it's almost the same. You would not know until that person starts to work. So spending all this additional time. Like, oh, yeah, I need to see how you do like yeah, one week. So it's, it's, a very similar, it's very similar when you are a startup, when, when, you, when you go live, right? So if you wait for like do best design whatever you still you don't know if the customer is gonna like it it's the same with the hiring process too you would not know if that person is gonna do the best job or not until you know they start to do it so hire fast if you don't like it fire fast so you know you don't have to jeopardize you know company time or resources and so on so like so do you look at anything other than you know somebody being in right in front of you like do you look at other credentials at all do you look at their degrees do you look at anything other than just no, I like i like you huh? yeah, attitude, attitude is the most important thing yes uh, and after that yes. you know skills are, are important as well but if someone is a skilled with the attitude with, with the wrong attitude i would prefer to have someone without skill in the right attitude that's how, every day every hour because every the person day, with right? a good attitude can become Exactly. Highly skilled teach. person. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But if someone has an ego problem or attitude problem, I mean, you won't you won't be able to, you know, make him a you know good team member, and that may actually affect on the whole team spirit. As a matter of fact, so your your company is so positive, but I really want to, I really want you to tell me like a situation that was really difficult for you, like really challenging, like oh man, this is so difficult. Um, challenging? Yeah, I can tell you. For example. As 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 I'm very profitable, but as 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 any company, uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a hospitality business, right? You're gonna come sometimes times that you're gonna be short on the resources, you know, opening new new markets, you know, uh, financial resources, and then you have to make a hard decisions, right? And you know, you have to sometimes jeopardize some of the staff to be able to uh, commit. So, you know, those are the stuff that it's a really, you know, it, it, it's it, you don't wanna have that every day or every month so it, it, that those are those are could be like but do you feel like every time you need to grow to the next level 
do you feel you have to make that decision? You have to go, I have to be. Frank, to be honest, I never really, we never really planned or we're going to grow every month this much. No, it's just opportunity. So I don't really, we don't really, uh, you know, we have a goals, but that goals is more for, for, for us to just think about that. But, it, you know, it's not really, uh, you know, we plan, we say, okay, by next quarter, we're going to, so we don't run ourselves as a big corporate team. We run more like, a, you know, friends working all together in a common goal. So we can discuss, hey, we want to go to national market or we want to go to the Colorado market. So we decide, everything in a, in, in a day and now. So we can say, oh, we're going to Colorado today. And after two months, we say, no, you know, we're going to go to Tennessee, for example. So we change the decision and make decisions on, on go. And it's easier for, for everyone, I think. Mm, okay. Um, and so where are you planning on taking the company, you know, moving forward? Are you... Well, we're speaking with a few firms, so we don't know yet uh, what's going to happen with that. Yeah. But, you know, we want to we wanna do what we're doing now. We want to become better in our process and in our software. And, you know, we want to leave a mark after us, for sure. Mm. Okay. What, what do you think? Um, I want to, I like, get a little deeper here. What do you think about you personally? Because obviously, you know, if a business fails, the, the owner is uh, um, blamed. If the business succeeds, the owner is also given credit. So. Yes. What, what are you so good at personally that helped you achieve this level of success? I think uh, if, I, uh, if I think about that, I, I'm good to connecting with the people that would be customers or the team members. So I have the ability you know, uh, you know, to connect with the people and you know, that would be team member or the customer to make, make them excited about our process, make them excited about as a customer, you know, that, hey, you're gonna do better for you. So that's, I think, my strength that I really, I, I can connect people and I can really uh, excite people about, you know, our mission, our stuff, what we do. That would be customer teammate, you know, that's the matter. Awesome. So can you give an example of somebody who's used Hostiva and made a lot of money like for, with their rental place or their rental? Uh, yes, for example, we have a customer, I remember this, that uh, sent me an email saying, hey, Sam, we got a check on the mail and we don't accustom to get a check at this time of the year because it's again, hospitality in some markets, very seasonal, like in Myrtle Beach, for example. So they receive a check from us and they thought it was some, has to be a mistake because in the last nine to 10 years that they own that property, they never re receive a check on those months, right? So that was a good, we said, no, no, that's that's your check. You know, they say, oh, great, awesome. So, <laughs> you know, we have a customer that, we actually did a 150% increase of their net revenue, 150%. That's like doubling their, whatever they were making. And yeah. not just for that one year, but they've been doing that for the eight years, nine years. And again, I think it's, um, it's not like we're the best, most smart people in the black, but we rely on technology. So we, we, we improve our technology, we improve our process to make sure that the technology and process works out better, not us. Yeah, but you, what you did was you helped build a good infrastructure for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we have a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this podcast. If if uh, if they're if they're potentially thinking about renting out a place of theirs, mm -hmm. you recommend this as a great uh, second income for them. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and and so like let's say you have a place by the beach or something like that, and they have they have a place that they they want to rent out. You know, what are they looking at re regarding in regards to revenue? 
if they were to rent out their place? It depends. You know, it depends on the location and market. Location you know, is huge, right? Location is oh, huge. Yeah. Location yeah. is the most important thing. And the second thing is depends if they want to rent out just a few months in a year or it's a, this is a like full investment property. So all it depends on that. You know, if you have a homeowners that they have a beach house that they use like three, four months in a year and the rest, you know, they, they make enough money to pay off all the bank mortgage so they can enjoy it for free. But we have a lot of people, a lot of uh, clients that they are investors. They make actually money returns on those investments. So, you know, real estate has always been, a, you know, a great uh, asset and, you know, uh, great wealth generator in America. So, you know, I think now with the, with the easy access, especially with the rates being down, I think it's something that, you know, everyone should think about investing in a real estate. Awesome. awesome. So somebody's thinking about doing that. How would they get a hold of you? You know, they can contact me in my email or, you know, they can, you know, reach me on my phone, but, you know, we have a whole team. They can send us email in contact at hostiva.com. Uh, and I, I receive uh, those emails as well, so you know I can I can be helpful not only you know uh, I I can basically help them in the, with the real estate decisions as well because I I I do invest personally in the real estate as well, so I can help you know uh, you know those type of people to invest awesome. in the right real estate. Awesome, awesome, Okay, cool. So thank you so much for doing the podcast with me. I really appreciate you for that. And I look forward to conversing again soon. And uh, yeah, let's. Uh, it's glad to be with you. Thank you.